Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jesse AHS. I am your host of this podcast, the Heart Guide Media Podcast. And we have a uh, new episode right now. And it's going to be with uh, Charles Beekner of Doom Tunes, a local, uh, I guess it's a clothing company and uh, art project of uh, young Charles Beekner, uh, local artist here in Syracuse, New York. So I uh, hope everyone enjoys uh, this episode. And it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to get right into it. Charles Beekner. Did I say that last name right? Yeah, that was correct. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, so, Doom Tunes. Yes. Tell Sorry. me tell me everything. All right. So, it started off in 2017 when I was actually in cosmetology school because uh, I've been drawing my entire life, but never well. So, <laughs> I started off with a couple just sketches that I thought were kind of cool, and I was just like, eh, let's just maybe try putting the stuff on shirts because I follow just so many, like, bands and artists that have had like their own clothing companies and stuff like yeah. that my father has a clothing company so i was like hey, let's give it a shot and i just did my first design my first one ever was a uh, this it came out so terrible it was the squid and like the colors didn't come out right and i paid a hundred dollars for eight shirts like i totally oh, ripped jesus off. christ but people still bought them and it was like it was one of the worst things I probably ever put out. <laughs> and of course it was my first shirt so like i go to the place to pick them up and like yeah everything's done and I pull them out of the box. It's all the wrong colors. <laughs> all the wrong sizes. They gave me, like, extra smalls and triple XLs. Oh, my God. I was just going to sell them to the girls in my college school, so, like, none of them were the right sizes. <laughs> but people still bought them. But, so I went from there, and I was like, oh, man, I don't even want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> cause I was yeah, just, that's oh. a deflating first outing. I was like, that's, that's a great first try. And then I tried them again. Um, I'm not going to name the place just because I don't want to do that, but... <laughs> So I tried them one more time. I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. They do the same thing again. So I gave them this. Uh, it was like a ghost and a brain and um, design, and, like, it was really simple and uh, just floating. And I give it to them, and I asked them to box everything out so it would kind of be, like, a nice framed look. Right, right. They didn't do that. <laughs> they had no communication with me whatsoever. And, I, and you know, I just I did that, and then I picked them up two weeks later. They were, they were so late. They were supposed to be done in three days because it was such a small order. It was like 20 shirts. So I was like, okay, let's just go pick them up. Wrong sizes again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they, they didn't frame them. They didn't do anything right. And they almost looked like, even though it was like white and black only, like it looked muddy somehow. Like the colors just, the, the white and the black did not look good at all. It looked so cheap. But I, I sold about half of them. <laughs> And because I think people were just buying them out of pity at that yeah. point, I was it was horrible. So then I was like, okay, I'm done, I'm done with these guys. So then I went to here's where I'm gonna plug my favorite person ever, Aaron Jenkins at the Black Art Studios. He does an excellent job. The way I got into him is because I was just so sick of dealing with these people that were just ripping me off, and I was paying so much money for these garbage shirts. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's try this guy because um, a buddy of mine got his merch from them. He was in a he's in a band called wasn't a band called Bleak, 
and they were uh, pretty popular around yeah, here. Yeah. And one of my favorite bands of all time, actually, because I just think they're so fucking tight. Yeah. Sound great, and there's a lot of great inspirations into that band. But um, so I, I called him up, and uh, he said, "Yeah, we could totally work something out." So go to him. I had this like mad scientist drawing that I had done like probably months before. That honestly should have been my first design because the other ones were so weak. You got you got to have those yeah, rough no, first outings. They were so though. rough though. <laughs> and um, so I called him up, and I did an order of thirty-five absolutely flawless they look great and i sold out within two months so that was really awesome nice so that's kind of how it like started because when i was in college school like uh i just sold them to like people there and like even like sold them to like uh frequent customers of the uh school so it was kind of cool that's kind of how i got into it now at what point did you realize that you had uh like enough artistic talent you're like i could draw shit i never really truthfully i never really had enough because Honestly, like no, you well you do now because yeah, I, your I shit's now, good. Yeah, thank you. Now it definitely is a lot better. But when I started off, I honestly shouldn't have been putting it on shirts yet because it was just so rough. And like now, like I'm at that point where like I can frame my stuff, I can make it like look more. But did you always like? Were you always like a doodler? Did you always draw? Yeah, shit? I, I always have drawn since I was a kid because I was always into that. Because like I tried music and like I was terrible at it. And, <laughs> I still try to this day. And Me too. Uh, that's why I was a singer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and it's, it's a futile effort for me yeah. at this point. But I'll still try, goddammit. But so, you know, I was just, I was just okay. Drawing is something I do a lot. Let's try to actually get good at the, of, the, of it. And I would draw anime forever. And then I luckily got out of that. Yeah. God. And then I got into, the thing that got me most into drawing was like tattoo artwork. Yeah, so yeah. Like, Early in the beginning, I was like, okay, I want to do um, new school tattoos, which is, like, the really, like, Disney-looking, like, creatures and, like, you know, cartoons and stuff like that. I just loved it. And then probably, like, after six months of doing it, I was kind of growing out of it and kind of developing my own style. So I was like, okay, let's try to get something that's a little bit more I can call my own and not, like, really be just, like, copying, essentially, like, my favorite artists and stuff like that at the time. So I kind of got out of that and... I started doing like a lot more um, focusing on stuff that I knew I could do okay, mm-hmm. like skulls. So as you've probably seen, I yeah, draw yeah. probably six skulls a day. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of centerpieces of most of my work, and it's uh, I can do them multiple different ways. So it's a lot easier for me to do that. And yes. Yeah. So I just kind of went with that and just kept on practicing and just kind of looking up like you know us skeletons and stuff. Just yeah. To, like, get like better ideas. So there's like a there's like a definite horror element. Yeah, definitely a horror to- element, but. What I want to do is, like, I want to make my stuff almost like how Blackcraft Cult does their stuff. You know, it has that, like, really sharp look to it. It's, you know, it's, I'm not going to say edgy, but, you know, it has that darker look to it. But I want it to be accessible to more people. Yeah. So that's kind of where I came up with Doom Tunes because it's creepy, but it's it's a freaking cartoon. You're not, like, burn a fucking church. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the stuff I think is so cheesy. Like, that's stay lit stuff and, like, it's a burning church, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, funny, but... I never want to do that. I don't ever want to put, like, pentagrams on my stuff. It's just so overdone. Like, I put a lot of crosses mm. on my characters or X's, but I would never do, like, an upside-down cross or anything like that because I'm just I'm not looking to be that edgy well, dude. I just Well, that stuff's so, like, uh, for clothing com- yeah. companies now, it's so played out. Because I can't tell you how many companies, and it's kind of funny because, like, I'll see these companies follow me and unfollow me all the time because, like, like multiple times but by the same person because they have, like, those bots that, like, yeah. for them. Yeah, It would be, like... So and so cult apparel just followed you because like every one of those companies now has cult in the name, yeah, or black oh, yeah. something in the name, and like 
you know, it just gets so old after a while. You just see like the same stuff. And I'm not saying those people aren't doing a good job because a lot of those people are putting out quality shirts. No, it's just like, not what you want. Over, yeah, yeah. I just feel like it was overdone. So what I want to do is do something that's a little bit different and more accessible to people. It definitely has like an accessibility to it too, where yeah. it's uh, it's it's playful because they are like, and I love the name too, Thank Doom you. Tunes. Yeah. yeah. So like it's it's almost playful, but at the same time like. I love the like the Nosferatu riff. Thank you. Yeah, like yeah. that one's amazing. I think Thank that you, might one be one of my favorite ones that I've Thank seen. Uh, but at the same time, like it is like darker. Like yeah, it's a lot of like darker like, imagery. Cause, yeah. Like you know, a lot of my characters like I, I draw them with like face tattoos and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Just like you know, just stuff to make them look different. Yeah. And, like I like to think I kind of have like a Tim Burtony kind of style. That's what I've been told. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, what you told. No, you I can definitely see that like, for sure. Definitely, I wouldn't say drawing-wise, but I guess style-wise yeah. a little bit. Um, as far as the aesthetic yeah, goes. Yeah, as far as the aesthetic goes, I would definitely say that. But um, So what? at what point did you... Now, obviously, like I, like we discussed, there's like a horror element to it. Yeah. Now, what was your first, like... And this is like a... I mean, we talk mainly about like horror movies, yeah. but we also... We don't, we don't want to ever limit this podcast to just that. Yeah. So, like, we talk about, like... 80s action movies like we talk about like so many different things oh yeah it'll always revert back to horror because like a small group of my friends and I we all go to like horror conventions yeah those are awesome yeah I love those yeah and one of the things like uh, just to kind of go off of that is uh, 80s horror movies and 80s action movies in general very much inspired me. It was the it's the golden age of cinema. Oh yeah, like for me, that's my favorite because that's what my parents raised me on. Like I was yeah. watching RoboCop, I was watching Alien, I was see watching that's all those. that's what I love because I've encountered. You're how old? I'm twenty. You're twenty. Yeah. So I, even me, someone who grew up yeah. in the early nineties, so I'm gonna be thirty soon. Yeah. So it's funny because I've had people. You know, you've got to ha- you've had to have had this too. Yeah. Because we live in such a world of like. What's that? Or I have never heard of that. Or even the kids that do know it that try to debunk you know knowing or liking oh, yeah, certain things. Yeah. I remember being Hipsters. like, yes, I remember being twelve years old yeah. and wearing a Ramon shirt to school, yeah. and someone, some older guy, he was an older guy that like yeah. was working at the school, and he's just like, you don't know the Ramones. They were broken up before you were even born. I was like, that well, that means number that. number one, no, they weren't. Two, yeah. He's like, well, have you ever seen them? Uh, no, dude, I'm twelve. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny how people are like want to hold that stuff I understand wanting to hold stuff close to your vest yeah like want your, they're your band or yeah, it's your yeah, movie exactly. or whatever but I love that like there's still those movies and it's I think it's the only it really is one of the only decades for like film and and a lot of music I mean 70s yes. music too but mainly 80s music and movies they keep age. they keep carrying over yeah. Like you said, you're raised on movies like RoboCop. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Those movies are so well done that they'll never die. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you you or I ever have Spawn... Oh, yeah, which I hope. Yeah. (laughs) See, I could never do it. I had a hamster. Oh, really? And the poor thing, she... Didn't go well. Well, no, it went great. Like, she had a great life, but... Hamsters only live eighteen months. Oh yeah, and you got to deal with them dying, and it's the most, it's the worst thing in the world. And Kids, I you got to at least have them last for eighteen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you yeah, get they're on their own. It's yeah, their own. <laughs> a lot different. But they'll, it'll, those movies just keep getting passed down. No, oh, yeah. And you see, going to like horror conventions too, you see people that are getting, you know, Peter Weller signing a RoboCop poster, oh, yeah. or like you know, you know uh, Kane Hodder signing a Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven poster. These oh, yeah. movies 
and these this genre specifically when you talk because mm-hmm. they're different but they're all incorporated. Yeah, they all come back together. Yeah, like all those movies, all the eighties action movies, all the eighties horror movies or slashers, everything like they all come together at some point because they all have a very specific style. Yeah, they have like the extensive gore and like the blood splattering like it was just insane back then they were just pouring those that fake blood on everything yeah I know like no matter what type of movie it was it could be a romance for all you care and at the same time though they had good stories great too. stories like the story right. of Robocop granted the sequels you know everything kind of goes downhill fast yeah, yeah but yeah. they're still fun like you exactly still, you still watch those movies and especially when you're a kid like, because I, I watched those when I was a kid, you just look at everything so differently. Like, you could be watching one of the worst movies ever, but if it's fun and it's explosive, you're just going to That's all oh, that this matters. This is a great memory. Is it, with a lot of, like, 80s horror movies, like the yeah. lower budget B and C movies, yeah. it's not about, is this a good movie or a bad movie? Is it, it's, is it keeping me entertained? Exactly, which is what I loved about them, because, like, when you're a child, you have the attention, attention span of a fly. Yeah, yeah. And those movies, like, just seeing constantly, like, oh, my God, his head just blew off. That was amazing. Yeah. And, like, so, and how many times do you... You see a movie when you're really young, and you're like, "Oh, I fucking love that movie," and then you put it on, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. this movie's really bad, but I love the nos- yeah. I love the nostalgic factor." Of like it. one of my favorite movies is the Judge Dread, um, oh, the one with yes, Stallone, the, yeah, the one with Stallone, and oh my god, it is so. <laughs> Judge Dread's one of my favorite comic series of all time, and like it's just so amazing, so ultra violent, so crazy. Like the story writing is just bonkers, but like watching those. Like just watching that movie is just so hilarious because like it, it's nothing like the comics. Yeah, it's nothing. That's like, what I've heard. But it's it's so great though. I love it because like he's just a hilarious take on it because it's it's him. It's Stallone at the end of the day. Right, so you right. just keep on thinking like, oh, that's Rambo playing Judge Dredd. It's hilarious. It would have been interesting but, if they cast Ar- Arnold instead of like I Dolph Lundgren oh as like the Punisher or like yeah. It's because Arnold's never lost the voice no matter. No, what. never. And be like, okay, you were born in in North Dakota. Yeah. Both of your parents speak like they're from North Dakota, but you still have a an Austrian that's accent. Hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> but but yeah, like. I love all those old movies, especially, you know, Judge Dredd, RoboCop, Alien. Alien is probably my favorite, like, sci-fi. Yeah, Aliens. Because uh, um, that's that's especially, I would say, what kind of got me into horror was Alien. Because uh, I remember the first memory I ever have of Aliens. I was a child. I had a nightmare. And I went into my parents' room. And my mom watches horror movies all the time. Yeah. That's how she got me into them. But originally, I was horrified of them. I used to make her take all the... VHSs or DVDs that had like the horror covers and make them turn them around and yeah. then I would walk by them I was so paranoid by everything <laughs> like that so I walk into their room in the middle of the night and I'm like oh, I had a nightmare blah 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 and I walk in and it's the chest buster scene from Alien I've never seen anything <laughs> that violent I've never seen anything like that and I just see that burst out of the chest and I just run screaming <laughs> just all the way downstairs it was on the third story I'm just running downstairs and I just hide in the kitchen I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> I was so horrified by that one scene, and then like three years later, it's my favorite movie. Ever. Yeah, that's cool. a Alien, such a landmark film in that you can't. It's so hard to pigeonhole it into oh, either yeah. sci-fi or horror because yeah, it, it does so many. Different it things. spans yeah. like the first part of it is is like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, and then when you get introduced to the actual Alien, and you have these things fucking bursting yeah. out of the chest, and hiding thing. through most of that. Yeah, and yeah. Kind of showing stuff, which is one of the great things about those types of movies. When the, the creature, the alien, is hiding for most of it, and then when he attacks, it's so much more scary. Yeah, because you and don't fucking know what's that. Happen. Almost, they almost took like that, the way you know they're running, they're hiding from the alien. Yeah, that was almost that was very similar to how Halloween was. Oh you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? That yeah, whole like, stalker slasher element. Yeah, you'd be running away like at the speed of lightning. You look behind him; he's just strutting behind you. Yeah, and just like ready to knife you in the head. Like, yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. But so, I love it. So. 
have you at what point did you see did you did you notice that there's like a before you like actually decided to launch Doom Tunes? Yeah. Did you did you know that there was an actual like I don't know if I want to say market, but like there was a a crowd for it because I think until I I've kind of been like in my own world the last like 10 years until like probably like the last few to realize that there really is like an all expanding like market i guess you could say because there's so many instagrams with so many people doing this you know where at what point did you say like not only is this something i want to do because i mean you just want that artistic output yeah exactly here's when i kind of realized it was like so like you know, growing up, I was into like the metalcore scene and all the scene kid shit and all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And you know, like it, the metal as a whole genre is like every other genre. It gets oversaturated eventually, and like every band, like after like the golden age of like a certain metalcore year or something like that, mm-hmm. just tries to copy that band, everything like that. Yeah, and I think it's very similar when it comes to t-shirt companies, especially now, because now every, any metalcore band, any hardcore band you hear, they're trying to play like their favorite bands. And now with every shirt company you see now, you see like, you know, what I was saying with Black Art of Cult, anything that's trying to be alternative like that, everything is like, hey, pentagram, oh, look, it's Jesus, and he's hung up on a cross, and yeah. he's like bleeding out of his eyeballs. Like, <laughs> and we have you know, Cult at the end of our name, too. Yeah, yeah, like, it, everything just is trying to copy the other thing. And while a lot of my inspiration is heavily inspired by, you know, um, for the t-shirt business aspect of it is... Um, Oliver Sykes from Bring Me the Horizons drop drop dead clothing line mm. back in the day when it was so cool and it was like the neon like monsters and like characters he had I loved that and I he was kind of a big inspiration for me to do that because I was like okay I love the stuff he does I want to be able to do that too because like he was like I, I know it's Bring Me the Horizon people are probably gonna shit on me for that but I used see, to love him I used to love him see I'll tell you what I I still like and if I'm at the going to the gym, I'll still throw on I'll st- still throw season? on see suicide. Yeah, season. you got it. You can pray for plays. You know, yeah. you just you kinda got to. But like, you know, you know, you, you are a product of what you listened to when you were growing up and like that's definitely what I listened to a lot. And I, I listened to even, you know, sixties and fifties and seventies music, all yeah. that jazz and heavily in, uh, was into eighties pop and synth music. That's where I think a lot of the uh, kind of I don't know, elitism comes into like more scenistic. I don't know if yeah. that's a word, but yeah. it, it is today. Yeah. Um scenistic like metal, hardcore, metalcore, yeah. screamo, There's all so those different cores and scenes and everything like all that. All that stuff is more like a lot of these kids and and being being in bands and trying to like get bands going and things like yeah. that, I've noticed that the, a lot of people don't have roots yeah exactly you know they're like we i listen to the things i've listened to for the last five years okay well are you a black sabbath fan yeah uh well no not really like they they don't listen to anything but that yeah they don't listen to anything outside the time period yeah but with me i've listened to everything because like my father you know is a vocalist of a hardcore band and my mother you know is a you know she loved 80s music and pop music so i listened to both those yeah i was listening to reality chili peppers depeche mode stuff like that with my mom and then like you know my dad like would play like you know hardcore bands you know just anything from the 90s and stuff like that yeah and uh you know they would both listen to the same thing too so like i would hear my dad would end up showing like old school music and my mom would show me some hardcore bands that she likes so they would always be showing me things that they see that's it's it's interesting because you're now you're you're 20 so and it's cool to hear like hey my my dad showed me like heavier music oh yeah see my dad showed me like heavy music but it wasn't like it was the older heavy music because he was a a product he was a teenager in the 70s so that's cool to hear i love that's cool to hear like 
you know, yeah. a twenty year old guy saying, Well, my dad actually introduced yeah. me to it. That's it's all coming exactly. forward yeah. now, and, you know what I mean? And even my mom, she got me super into like my both my parents, you know, showing music, but like my mom got me super into punk early on too. So like like legit punk, like black black misfits, you know. Yeah. Uh minor threat those guys like and i remember as a kid loving those like i thought that stuff was awesome i read listen to that shit than green day yeah you know like as yeah. a kid and like green day was considered punk which is bs but, <laughs> you know but so like all that stuff you know it just kind of going back to the topic about like the oversaturation of like t-shirts and stuff and d- different t-shirt companies and like copying each other what what made me want to do it is i had drawings people were enjoying them i knew that they needed to be much better though so what I thought is the more unique I can make my style, the more unique I can make my shirt company. So what I did is day after day practice, got better materials, upgraded the paper I was using, which actually is very important, like when you're using markers and stuff like that. Upgraded like the markers I was using because I was using like just shitty sharpies that would run out after one drawing. Yeah. And then I moved up the copics, which are eight dollars a damn marker. So Jesus. you know, it just gets crazy. But you know, so what I did is I I, I worked as hard as I could. Got my stuff as best as I could get it until until a point I could actually be happy with it. Because mm. I hate a lot of my old artwork. Like I, I delete a lot of it, all the old stuff, and like which is kind of a bad thing in itself because it is always good to remember what you've done. But like what I want to show is what I think is best. Mm. So like that's what I try to put out. It's almost day. like being it when you're in those be, those first bands that you're in. Yeah, like you and then you're like, hear your you're like, oh no, no yeah, one's no, hearing that no. shit. No one ever wants to hear my deathcore band <laughs> when I was 13. And even like, no even like, uh, I remember throwing out lyric books back when yeah. my bands were active and I'd throw out my lyric book. Yeah. And then like years later, I was like, fuck, there's probably some decent stuff. Yeah, in there. I probably yeah, should have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I, I've definitely done stuff in the past like I definitely enjoy, but like, the past six months, I would say, I think was my strongest. Like I, and that's in the past six months, and I've been doing it for a year and about a year now. Mm-hmm. But you know, I definitely think the happier you are with something, the better it's going to do because yeah. you're going to feel more confident putting it out. Yeah, like that. yeah. Like the first four T-shirt designs I did, I was I was very nervous, I was very anxious because I have a lot of anxiety and stuff like that. So I was like always like, oh, is this going to bomb? And am I going to want to quit? Because you know, there are points when you do anything creative that are going to suck and you're going to be like okay the show did not go well i don't want to do this right right i don't want to do outings i don't want to try and do online sales and stuff like that but the key is is like getting over yourself and stop being a wimp about it and just like sucking it up and just keep on doing it and just practicing what you love and remembering that you started for a reason yeah and then continuing that because if you just give up and you're like yeah it's too hard like that's just stupid Never just, you know... No, I mean, everything... If you're going to do something just because you hit, you know, hit those road bumps... Yeah. You can't throw in the towel. Yeah, you can't because, like, you started it for a reason. Keep on doing it for that reason because Mm. you're going to get those feelings back that, like, oh, my God, that was amazing. I can't believe I just sold that many shirts or I can't believe someone bought my first original. The moment I knew I wanted to continue it, especially, was when I sold my first original drawing because, like, never sold anything original besides the T-shirts and stuff like that and, like... Because never, I never really felt like people were like super into the actual artwork. I knew people were into the shirts, but I wasn't really sure how people felt about the artwork. And I was doing um, the Black Mass show that Jamie Santos hosted at um, the Palace Theater on mm-hmm. Halloween. And I sold my first uh, original ever, and it was actually kind of the one that um, kind of got me into doing uh, the shirts even more, was because it was probably my strongest design. It was the pre-shirt I've done. Mm-hmm. And it was the original yeah, pre-shirt. Yeah. And I sold that, and I would, it blew my mind. I was like... Hugging the dude, I was like, "Dude, thank you so much." I can't yeah, yeah. You even did this. Like, I was freaking out because, like, I never thought anyone wanted to buy my stuff. 
like or like the art part of it. Yeah. Because you know, merch is easy to sell. Like t-shirts and stuff, that's a lot easier than selling. Because you almost have like a, a dual product where like yeah. even if your band sucks, yeah. I I can't tell you how many times people that are like I've watched people not watch a band. Yeah. Or even roll up in there before the band played and they're like, oh, I've never seen this band before, but I like that shirt. Can I get exactly. that? Exactly. And that's like strong merch is the best thing you can ever have. Oh, no matter what you do. Like, you could be a garbage yeah. like deathcore band, <laughs> yeah. but if you got like a sick ass tee where oh, like yeah. some dude's getting ripped apart, you're gonna wanna buy it. It's oh, yeah. cool stuff if you're into that. But like so that that was definitely kinda like, okay, people definitely dig the artwork aspect of it at least a little bit mm. so that's kind of when i even put more effort into it and taking more time on pieces and stuff like that so just that without with that push i was definitely able to move forward and like do a lot more stuff and the reason why it meant so much to me as well is because i was in an art gallery where i was definitely the the absolute worst because everyone's work in there was fantastic i couldn't believe the people i was even surrounded by it. now is that just your point of view that is my that, point. That's of view. your point of that view. That is my point of view. So in your eyes, you felt like you were the weakest link in the oh, history. I, I was definitely the weakest link <laughs> because like these people, their artwork was worth like to me thousands of dollars, and like I'm just here like hi, I draw a cartoon. Would you like to buy a piece? <laughs> and like there's people who like do these paintings. Like oh my god, dude, how'd you do that painting? Like oh, it took me uh, three months and uh, eight thousand man hours. And I'm just like oh, I just took a half hour in, in my room. Like oh nice. And, like oh. God. Just like, so I just, I felt like a little kid in a room full of adults. I was just like, what's up, guys? <laughs> Do you like it? Because, <laughs> you know, I, I've always been like, I'm very self-critical on my stuff, and I think that's a good thing. I, I think I, anybody, ass too. yeah, anybody who creates anything and puts it out there for others to see yeah. is always going to be critical. Definitely. But, but, like, the people I was with, like, Jamie Santos is, like, one of my favorite artists in all of Syracuse. I think her work is absolutely phenomenal. Does she still tattoo at Yeah, she still ta- uh, she tattoos at Timeless Tattoo. Timeless, She's okay. amazing. Go to her. She does a great job. But, um, yeah, you know, just her work especially and just her appreciating my stuff and liking it definitely helped me as well mm-hmm. because, like, having someone you respect so much say that they like your work, like, Oh, it just makes you yeah, so that's happy. Yeah, that's the ultimate, like... Uh, yeah, like, I was screaming internally. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Like, it's, it's such a great feeling. And, you know, when, when just anyone you... Like, even when you see someone that you like on Instagram, like, that you follow, and, like, you're liking their posts, like, as soon as they post something, like, it's so cool, like, if they eventually like your stuff. Like, that's really neat to me. Like, yeah. Even though it's, like, a little thing, like, you know... At the it, end of the day, it's just a pressing a button, but like it, it can mean a lot to me, especially. Oh yeah, like it's my favorite artist. I mean, and that's where I think people get muddy, muddy in the waters, where they're like, "Oh, everything's about likes and this and that." Yeah, that's why I like Instagram as opposed to any other social media. I like hate Facebook. I, I feel yeah, yeah. I I had to, <laughs> dude. I after having it for years, and it was mostly to push my own brands, yeah, whether yeah. I was doing like a T-shirt venture or a band yeah. or whatever, and now the podcast. Yeah, I. Around the election last year, I axed it. Oh yeah, no. I was like, I was completely done with Facebook. I have, I have essentially been off of Facebook for like the last, uh, probably six months, I would say. And I'm not even like off it because like I'll post my artwork and stuff, but like mm. that's it because I even have a Facebook page for Doom Tunes. But like, honestly, it's so I'm, negative. I, it, with not everything. even negative. I'm not saying like people are like posting like, oh, this is garbage. Or no, 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 not that. Like, I mean, just like Facebook the, feeds are so negative. Yes, like, yes I don't want to yes. go on Facebook and see like you know pictures of dead people and stuff like that and like people sharing like you know all this negative stuff i don't want to see that stuff when i get on Facebook. and people like 
I mean, not to get the last thing I want to do on this podcast is get political. But, yeah, but like uh, people you just have like stuff. people on on both. I remember having an epiphany, yeah. and I only had it to follow like <laughs> like a few sports teams that I yeah. keep up with, like horror conventions, exactly, yeah, and things like and bands, yeah. And it got to a point where like. There is no middle ground down there. Yeah, no. Everybody on this side hates everybody on this side, and neither one of them have clear points. So I was just like, I was like, I gotta get out. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, where Instagram, I feel like it's less of a, a podium for someone to bitch. cater it a lot more to what you yes, like. Like when exactly. I get down there, I follow nothing political. I follow nothing negative. I follow nothing like that. I'm following my favorite artists, liking the shit out of their stuff. All my friends who are posting great work. All like the local companies. Yeah, like yeah. My buddy Lark Humongous and my buddy um, uh, Black Cat Pins. Or uh, Black Echo, my bad. Uh, they do a great job. They're phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I just, I like going on there and seeing what people are creating because, like, that inspires me to do even more stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, the amount of artwork that is on Instagram is, is insane. Yeah, it's, there's a and, lot. And the amount of artists that are so good but are not found out until, like, later on or, like, that just quit because they're not getting enough followers, it's insane. I follow so many amazing people. I'm like, you should be making millions of dollars. Why are you not? Like, <laughs> it's, and that's the, sad part yeah uh and that's the sad part of everything too is and it's the same thing with you know you talk about music and movies and things like that it's these people where if you don't if you don't have you know the bot farms overseas that are freaking like requesting all your people saying good work on the random ass shit like it's just so stupid yeah well i've seen people like post i mean it's terrible it's funny but then i realize how terrible it is People yeah. like posting like relatives or friends that have passed away, mm-hmm. and some bots like great pick thumbs oh, yeah. up. Oh my, it's, it's terrible! Like, you fucking st- there's like <laughs> get rid of the fake bots. Or Stop. Like, my little dog Oreo passed away. Nice picture. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's fucking so like morbid. It's horrible. It's 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 horrible. But it's like you said. There's so many like there's so much talent out there that's undiscovered oh, because yeah. these people are just relying on you know the little area that they are no, like they pay like a few hundred dollars a month yeah and like these bosses get them thousands of followers and followers like when granted they can be real but like half the time it's just fake and yeah and that's like such a problem is because a lot of those people who are not getting found and stuff like that if they don't see anything like you know coming to them like you know getting commission offers or like getting like you know job offers for like doing work or anything like that or art shows they're not going to want to do it anymore yeah if, if no one's liking your stuff and if no one's following you in such a digital age today you're, it's gonna it's gonna upset you because you're gonna feel like okay no one gives a shit because yeah. this is all people care to look on mm-hmm. and if no one's liking my stuff why would I do it yeah. and a lot of people think like that and it's hard because it's understandable to think that way okay oh, I, I got five likes on this what am I gonna do yeah, yeah. delete the page like, yeah. you know because I tried doing Instagram like when I was like younger and starting off and I should not have but um <laughs> Because, again, like, you know, I was learning and everything like that, but, like, you know, I just wasn't really posting good work, and it was discouraging, you know, because I was like, eh, you know, it's just not really working out. And that was dumb because I was younger and I wasn't really thinking about it. But, like, now I started heavily focusing on it last year when I started back up, you know, when I made the brand and everything like that. Yeah. And it just kind of went off from there because, like, and I just I just pushed it. Like, you know, I made sure hashtag the crap out of stuff and, like, but I, I never, like, you know, sold out or did anything, like, crazy. Like, right, you know, right. I, I don't go online and buy, like, a $500 package to get, like, a million followers or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, Because like, you can do that kind of yeah, stuff, and it's yeah. ridiculous. 
And for the people who do it, you know, good for you. But otherwise, you know, it's just it's just fake likes at the end of the day and fake actual fans. Yeah, it's a and it's the it's funny. I've seen like uh, like smaller podcasts that have been around around the same time as this podcast has been yeah. around, and they have fourteen thousand followers. Yeah, and, I'm and just you like, know they're just fake. listen, pal. Yeah, yeah. No, that that ain't real. Yeah, that ain't yeah. Real. Which, uh, but that's the whole thing is you you want to get it out to as many people as possible. Oh yeah, like paid advertisements. That's good. Right. That's, that's solid stuff. You're actually paying for something and you're catering it to the audience that you want to find. As so. opposed to paying to just have the perception yeah. that you have a lot of fans. Yeah, paying someone to use your account to comment and like random stuff yeah. that you would never like. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous the kind of stuff that comes out of it. But at what point did you, do you think uh, you were like, no, is this something, I guess a better question, is this something you want to pursue to its its fullest extent. Do you want to? Oh yeah, I want. I want to turn this into the next Blackcraft yeah. call. Your end goal is to make this a, a a job, something that pays the bills. Yep. You know, I I always know that like because I'm a hairdresser and mm-hmm. that's what I love doing. I think it's a great job. I actually have a passion for it because my mother's a hairdresser, and my uncle's a barber, and you know I just have that background. So mm-hmm. It's in my blood, and I love doing that. But it, my my goal in life, and this is you know obviously way down the road, but I like to plan ahead. And I think it would be really cool to eventually, um, like one of my favorite artists, Bailey Illustrations, he's amazing. Check his work out if you haven't. And um, he tattoos his own work. He doesn't tattoo anything he doesn't want to do. And he tattoos all of his own work. He has his own t-shirt line everything like that. It's, his work's amazing. And I strive to be that eventually, like where I can be selling shirts every other week, where I'm just where I can make enough off the shirts to actually like maybe pay some bills and stuff like that. Right, right. Because right now I don't touch the Doom, the, any of the money I make with Doom Tunes. I, I keep it all safe and I don't touch it and I just use it for either buying new shirts, buying prints, stuff like that. I think that's the best way to do so it. So you're smart with it. Yeah, yeah. Good, because, good. Well, because like I've seen people who have like, you know, they like start up like t-shirt companies and like they just, you know, blow it all away. It sucks because like if they have a great idea, but they blow it away, you know, it sucks. Because yeah. like, they could have been great, but if you're just wasting the money... If, you do, if you're not putting it back in... Yeah. I get, like, maybe taking, like, a little bit at the beginning, but me, I just... I don't want to touch any of it. I just want it all to be going back into it until I can actually make a profit off of it and feel comfortable taking it. Because right now, i just rather get the shirts to be the best quality that they can and having my content be the best that it can because that's what's most important to me at the end of the day is that people are actually enjoying the work I put out mm. and like are excited about the shirts and are pre-ordering the stuff and what I would like to do eventually is be able to do hairdressing halfway like through a week and then the other half of the week I would love to eventually do a tattoo apprenticeship that would eventually lead to me tattooing my own work because since I like to think I have a kind of my own style which I really don't because you know I, I'm just drawing skeletons and you know little monsters and stuff like that and they're thousands of people that do that but mm-hmm. i like to think i have my own kind of style your own and, your own signature yeah, on my, the style, yeah, my, yeah my own signature on, that's exactly that's a great way to put it yeah and, you know with like branding myself and all that kind of stuff i definitely think I've, I've done a decent job at that at least like coming up with a decent yeah yeah definitely like and i think and i've known so many people who have actually wanted my work tattooed on them which is one of the most flattering things i've ever been told so thank you if you have and I would like to actually be able to do those tattoos. Yeah. So that's kind of my that's my dream, and that's kind of as far as it really goes. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Now, do you think? Uh, do you think what has music inspired it at all? Yes, music has been a heavy inspiration because, like, you know, I was into all that metalcore stuff when I was like a kid and all that, and you know, I still am very heavily. Like, Eighteen Visions is also one of my favorite mm-hmm. bands of all time because my dad got me into them very young as well. Nice. But um, you know, a lot of the music I'm inspired by now is um. 
to name a few bands like the Acacia Strain is uh, definitely one of my all time favorite bands, and I know a lot of people hate on them, but oh, they're, they're, I love. I'll them tell so you much. what, I kind of like. I kind of never really got into them until yeah. like, well, it was like probably I want to say it was like two thousand eight or nine. I went and saw a Haybreed show in Poughkeepsie yeah, yeah. at the Chance, and they were opening. Yeah. And for some reason, like a week or two before the show, I was like, let me check these guys out yeah. since I'm seeing them in like a week. I'm driving all the way down to Poughkeepsie, I should probably enjoy more than Haybreed at this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I checked them out, and I said Continent was out at the time. Oh, and that's sad. The album that got me into them. And uh, and I was like, holy shit! I was like, this is fucking great. And I've been, a, I've been a, I've been a fan ever <laughs> right? since. Yeah, and like the nice thing too is I'm actually uh, I talk to Vincent quite frequently. Oh, nice. Like, he actually has a bunch of my shirts and he has my artwork as well. He he gets me shout outs every now and then because the nice thing about him is like they, they always say like don't meet your heroes and he actually is one of my heroes because yeah, you know occasionally at the end of the day it's just like you know angry music and blah 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 but their music has helped me through a lot of my personal struggles like just because like when you hear someone who's angry about something it helps you to oh, get over the you're angry about and I think that's the beauty of metal and extreme music in a whole and like the nice thing is I actually got to meet Vincent on multiple occasions because of my father and stuff like that mm-hmm. and he is just the nicest tallest dude I've ever met he is very tall and he is such a nice guy he is so cool and like when he like followed me and like starts liking my photos and stuff, I like I'm screaming in my room like, oh my god, Vincent like my photos, because like when your hero likes your stuff, it's insane. Yeah. Because like that that like blew my mind when I was just like, oh my god, he's wearing my shirt. How cool is that? Like, it's it's just it's just a really cool feeling and like I get a lot of like my ideas from like their songs and like their content and stuff like that. And another uh, one of my favorite bands is uh, the Queens of the Stone Age. Oh hell yeah! Um, yeah, nice. like I was. Um, I got into them actually because when I used to clean my mother's salon, I, my father would give me his iPod, and it was filled with Queens of the Stone Age, Deftones, and then like Mayhem, and like all sorts yeah, of black yeah. metal bands and all sorts of like crazy stuff. So I listened to all that stuff, and like, so I, I was listening to a wide range at a very young age, which That's I think good. is awesome yeah. because like it definitely helped me to. I'm not like you know. Oh, I just listen to metal. Oh, I just listen to rock. No, I listen. I listen to everything. Yeah. I'm not like one of those people's like, oh yeah, I listen to everything. Like, yeah. I legitimately listen to like as much stuff as I can. Yeah. That I thoroughly enjoy. Like, yeah. I even like a lot of hip hop too now, but um, you know, and it's definitely that kind of stuff has inspired me so much, especially with the dark imagery and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, with metal and everything like that, but with Queens of the Stone Age, a lot of their work is like the way Josh Homme like paints these scenes with his with his lyrics and stuff like that these like you know um with the the album before the newest one like the way he like paints his like car crash yeah and the whole ordeal and him recovering after that was just like so deep and like it just it meant, like all those records that everything that they've done i've loved so much. they're one of the few popular like you know more mainstream rock bands that are and to me, an actual an rock actual, and roll, yeah, I mean, rock and roll band. Josh Homme started off in like a, a freaking uh, complete stoner band, like Caius, which yes, was awesome. Yes. And that's kind of the funny thing is like, even though I'm straight edge, like stoner metal is like one of my favorite genres. Same here. It's just it's so great to listen to. Yeah. It's, it's relaxing and it's fun. Like I love it. Well, I always get like sideways looks. I, I think sometimes oh, when yeah. I'm talking to I somebody, and I was just like. Yeah, uh, what's your favorite down song? Uh, Bury Me in Smoke. Oh, yeah, exactly. And Hail the Leaf. (laughs) Those songs are fucking heavy as well. Oh, my God. It just makes you want to punch a hole through a wall. Yeah. And, like, it's just amazing. Like, you know, you you like what you like. Just because you are identified something doesn't mean you can't like something else. Yeah. Just because me and your straight doesn't mean we can't listen to, like, rappers and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm usually rolling around with 18 Visions, uh, something 18 Visions on. 
And I went to Last Vestige in uh, a record shop in yeah, Albany yeah, yeah. last weekend, and I picked up a Dock and Seven Inch yeah. and a Madonna single. There's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing no. Wrong but I, I can tell the guy kind of gave me like a half eyebrow raise, oh, and he's just, just like, it's like Madonna, huh? And I, I'm oh, wearing yeah. a Prince shirt underneath oh, this yeah. hoodie right now. Hell yeah. Prince is one of my favorite artists. That's another person who really inspired me. Prince and David Bowie, the way they use their imagery, their costumes, like their their set designs for their stage shows, it's amazing. And like, when I think, I think a, a mark of success is when you can have yourself fully associated with a color. You've officially oh, yeah. like Prince yeah. with purple. Like when you've officially associated yourself, and like when someone says Prince, yeah. for some reason for you me, know, you're first, not thinking of a Prince in England. Or I'm thinking, like of thinking of just of, purple smoke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking of Prince on his purple motorcycle, kicking ass, yeah. and doing great solos. <laughs> Underrated guitar player, he is. Very underrated guitar. And underrated musician as a whole. Yeah. He plays so many goddamn instruments. It's insane. Yeah. I think, I forget the number, but I know it was high as hell. But it's insane. And, you know, when when him and David Bowie died, like, obviously, I know it was far apart, but, like, I was so upset. I went into, like, mourning for, like, a week. I was so sad. Because, like, those those people meant a lot to me, especially to my mother, because, like, she raised me on those guys especially. Because, mm-hmm. like, they just, so they meant a lot to me. So, like, those... I listen to David Bowie every day. I listen to Prince every day. Like those are, you know, those guys are great. And may they, may their memories live on. Well, there's so much art created between the oh, two yeah, of them exactly, too. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's funny because I want to say I can't remember when it, it wasn't too far apart when they died, right? No, not not really. I think it, I like a month or two, a month or two. Almost a year. Or maybe half. I, it's terrible. I'm, I'm a terrible fan. But either way, they uh, they both spanned into movies as well. Obviously, yeah, exactly. uh, what's the one Prince movie called? Not Purple Rain, but Under the Cherry Moon. Is that the name I of that one? So. I yeah, believe yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but something that's like cringeworthy too. I remember when. Oh yeah. I remember when Prince died and when Bowie died. Like we're no, seeing. Lemmy. Like, they took Lemmy. Oh yeah, and Motorhead. That was heartbreaking. Well, too. that was Lemmy. You just never I mean, thought would die. Yeah, he he did kind of seem like. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne of all goddamn people is still alive. And bless his soul for being alive. But it is insane that he is. Oh, yeah. still kicking hardcore and the, like Lemmy died and you know. David but Lemmy played, played, I think, like on December fifteenth or fourteenth or something like that. They played their last show yeah. overseas. Mm-hmm. And he died like 12, 14 days later. Yeah. So he literally played in Motorhead until oh, yeah. the until, very yeah. end. Which is metal as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. If there's any 100% personification of rock and roll, it was oh, Lemmy. Yeah. It was Definitely Lemmy. Lemmy. For sure. Uh, you know, which uh, I think at least two or three of these episodes, we've, uh, my friend Eric and I have just preached the good word of Lemmy. Oh, yeah, it's gotcha. just uh, like, amazing. It's a maniac. It was awesome. Um, I don't think anybody's consumed probably more drugs in his entire lifetime, but still kept no. like a straight. If Jimmy Hendrix was still alive, probably yeah. would have him beat, but otherwise, no. Maybe he inspired Lemmy to Maybe. do that because well, well, he, he was he, his roadie. He roadie for Lemmy. He roadie yes. for Lemmy, which is or no, he roadie for Prince. Or wow, it was Jimmy. no, yes, yeah, Jimmy yes, yeah. uh, Lemmy roadie for. Jimmy is what yes. I meant to say. Yes, Jesus, definitely. fucking throwing Prince in there and everything. Else. I know we got we got a lot of If Prince too. roadied for Lemmy, I'd love to that see would that. Be that would be hilarious. <laughs> I can only imagine the things Lemmy would say. Oh my god. But um, but yeah, and another thing I wanted to touch on because like you know definitely it wasn't just music and you know the movies that inspired him was comic books especially. Yeah, yeah, of course. There's comic books, like oh my god, like I need them. Like they're so great because like at a very young age I got into Hellboy. And Hellboy, to this day, is my favorite comic series of all time. It is so well written. Mike Magnolia's artwork is one of the most beautiful and darkest and just most creative 
ways I've ever seen someone create any form of artwork. It's amazing. See, I'm not like huge into comics. Yeah. I when I grew up, I would read like Ninja Turtle. Oh yeah. Or Batman comics and things like For that. Sure. Um, but <clears throat> and Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Yes. Excellent. But I, I wasn't huge on comics. I love the comic movies. Yeah. Now, are you? If you had to choose, are you a DC or are you a Marvel guy? So for me, this is actually easy. DC and animated films, Marvel and live action films, which okay. I think is very fair okay. to say, because Marvel definitely does a great job with the live action. Films. Yeah, DC yeah. is struggling a little bit, but they have done great ones in the past, like especially the classic Batman movies, excellent. Even the one with bat nipples, but we don't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> but you know, definitely uh, just got into all like the comic books from a very young age because you know both my parents love comic books too. Both my parents are nerds, which is awesome. So like Christmas yeah, is so easy. It's perfect for you. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I got my mom like Predator <laughs> figures, and like I got my dad like comic books, and like it's great. It's so easy. So, See, like, you got it. You got it. Great, man. Because I, when uh, when I was a kid, my parents would be like, <sighs> "Give me a Red the, Lobster gift card." What the fuck is Rancid? How the fuck? Can I, Rancid's <laughs> not at Walmart. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> but um. But yeah, so like I, I got very lucky in the parent department. Yeah. I have two very creative people <laughs> who love very creative stuff, so I got very fortunate. But yeah, like definitely comic books like definitely got me into art, and it definitely like inspired me from very early. Now, age. is is Hellboy your favorite favorite comic book series of all time? Like I would never choose anything else. I don't care. It's your favorite comic character. Comic character and comic series. Okay, who else is on that top three list if Ugh. he's number one? Judge Dredd, the second, and the Goon is third. The Goon's a great comic. Have you ever heard of The Goon? No. I think H.P. Lovecraft meets, like, ah, like old-school gangster in, like, the 40s and 50s. Wow. And it's just madness. Wow, that's But it's wild. great. And it's, like, a world filled with zombies and H.P. Lovecraft monsters. And, like, the characters are so hilarious. And, like, it's, it's no so shit. well written. And the artwork's beautiful because I, I – forgive me for forgetting the name of the guy, but um, – he like basically hand paints everything, and like Mike Magnolia does like a lot more like harder edge to like um very minimal colors. Mm-hmm. This guy like basically does like, oil paintings for like all these like you know scenes and stuff, and they're gorgeous. And uh, he just did such a good job with the goon and Mike Magnolia with um Hellboy. And there's been so many people who've written Judge Dredd. It's kind of hard to yeah. keep track of it. What did you but, think um, of the Judge Dredd movie that came out back in 2012? You know, it was kind of weird for me because like. Judge Dredd to me as like a series like in the comic books, it's always been like a lot of dark humor. So like it's always been kind of like lighthearted, but still heavy. Like you know, yeah. there's still like a lot of like very graphic like artwork, which is kind of what got me into it. Is like just how like explosive and like crazy the colors were, and like you know, you're, like how detailed the gore was. Yeah. But like it was still there's still like a lot of humor and heart to it. The new movie just kind of felt like took that away. Because, like, it was just so... They basically made it, like, a straight-up, like, gangster shoot 'em up It was 100%, like, a serious, yeah. straightforward Very film. serious. And, like, while that's not bad, it wasn't what I was hoping for. I'm definitely not going to say I hated the film. I definitely think, like, it's it's a good film. Mm-hmm. It's just what I liked about, like, even, like, the old one that they did is, like, there was still, like, a lot of lightheartedness to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's in the comics as yeah, well. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. There's, like, a lot of dark humor in the comics. And, like, they even have, like, these, like, little uh, panels where it's, like, these, like, just random side stories of, like, these, like random characters or mutants in the like universe of it mm-hmm. and just like you know just I loved it like I love all like the stuff that they've done with the comics and like the world that they've built it's amazing but like definitely that movie I felt like kind of took away a lot of like the heart of the comics yeah and yeah but that's kind of my opinion on that see I loved it but I also know nothing of the comics yeah exactly so and I like, don't have that like expectation of yeah. like it's not like the comic oh yeah thing. I'm not that kind of person that was like oh it's not like the comics it's not like the right movie. right is it, if it's fun I'm gonna love it like, yeah yeah again know. like what we said like 
it's not always is this movie good or bad is yeah. it entertaining is yeah it's it, yeah. entertaining and like definitely was entertaining but like it was definitely like I was expecting like more laughs and like more mm. stuff like that but definitely none of that but you know again it was still it was still a good movie I think maybe they swung that way at least for the film aspect of it like I said I'm unfamiliar with the comic yeah. territory but I think maybe they swung that way because Stallone it was it seems so hokey to have Stallone yeah. play that that for they're like sure. we gotta swing a little more serious with this oh yeah for sure and um the guy who uh, directed it I think is uh Adi Shackner I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name he's actually a great really great director and he actually did the Castlevania anime series that they did on Netflix which is insane I've heard great shit about that dude actually. it's amazing like it watch that it's five episodes of your life and it's amazing like I've heard a lot of good I think you're the second or third person that's brought that up and said how amazing that it is it is so good because like the, the animation is beautiful and I remember I was big into anime like again when I was a teenager but like more so now I like if I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna like research types of shows I wanna watch like I also go back and watch Dragon Ball Z I'll watch you know um uh, Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. and uh, the Gundam series even though there's like a million different spinoffs of all of them now yeah. but you know th- I still love to go back and watch them so but uh, definitely uh, yeah definitely that's a that's a good one but now if you had to uh, we're gonna do a couple top five lists alright alright or maybe we'll do top three to make it a little all easier right. uh, top five or top three albums right. top off oh. Okay. And they don't even have to be like your absolute all-time top all right. three, but the first like three of the best albums you can think of right now. Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Death, because that was the album that got me into them. Because as I was saying, like when I would clean my mom's salon, like that's the album I had on repeat. I listened to every word of it, and I actually worked at Soundgarden for a year. And uh, the it was the first album I ever bought in Soundgarden as a kid no with shit. my own money. And then it was the first album I ever uh, put on when I had the choice to put it on in Soundgarden. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. Wow, that's like, awesome. That record's always stuck with me. I like I know every word of it, every line of it, every like in the beginning when like the car door opens and like they're doing the radio, like I'm mouthing all the words to like the radio stations and stuff like uh. that. Like I love that record so much. It's so many good memories with that. And um, second record, Acacia Strains, The Dead Walk, because that is such nice. a heavy heavy record and even though Continent's what got me into them and that's like a phenomenal record I love everything they've ever done yeah no matter what even that early stuff but Dead Walk is such a hard hitting record and still stands so well to this day it, like I was in it every day like it's such a great yeah it's like, that's good pump up music yeah but like, all their new stuff is amazing too but mm. they just had like a lot of lineup changes so the sound has changed but the last four records have been very consistent with like a, the same sound mm-hmm. Dead Walk was definitely interesting because very like hardcore ish vocals but, like, just such, like, down-tempo, like, just heavy chugging. Guitars. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if you really listen to the record. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's such, such a great record. It's, uh, it's funny because, like you, Continent got me into that. Yeah, exactly. And then I went back, and I was so blind, like... Oh, cause, yeah, Because yeah. during that, like, that golden age of metalcore, oh, like... Yeah. Because I first started going to shows in the early 2000s. Yeah. So, like... Before the swoop-back hair yes. and extra-tight yes. pants. It was... And I talked about this endlessly on different uh, episodes, too. Back when you could have, like... You could have hardcore bands and more, like, rock... And I hate to use the term because it's a, a cringe word. Screamo. Screamo or, like, emo bands. And metal or metalcore bands play together. Oh yeah, because we're seeing like people like, Hope's Fall play with like Lamb of God and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, like that stuff was like all coming around the same time, but like a lot of people were like all into it. It's not like now where like everything's very like click. Yeah, it's all segregated. Like, click like hardcore kids stay over here, metalcore kids stay over there. You know the shoegaze kids stay over there. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it's 
you know, it's ridiculous, and I, and I hate that because now it's so hard for bands to do, like, bigger bills because, like, they can't, like, it's hard to get bands that they are like to tour, so sometimes they have to bring on these, like, other bands, like, you yeah. know, like, let's say a hardcore band's touring, but they have to have a deathcore down-tempo band. Right. And, like, people who see that, like, oh, I'm not into that, I want to go see that, go support it. Go out and see a band playing with bands that you don't know or have never listened to. You might end up loving them. Oh, absolutely. Like, you never know. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've went to, like, a heavy show for heavy bands and then found, like, a, you know, a more, you know, poppier-sounding punk band. Oh, yeah. Or, or you know, like a, you know, forgive the term, emo, screamo-type yeah, yeah, band, yeah. you know. A rock band with more screamy, like, yeah, exactly. emotive That's vocals. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I can't tell you how many times I've done that. And it's cool to see bands like Every Time I Die oh, who yeah. can go tour with the Knocked Loose. And now this oh, year yeah, they're no. doing t- t- dates with Fall Out Boy. They're ridiculous. It's insane. It's, it's awesome, though, because they, they deserve it. Oh, they're um, one of the they best. They are such a hardworking and great band. Such great people. I've never met them, but all I've ever heard is great things about them. So that makes me super happy. Mm-hmm. It's great when you hear about a band you love. That like is filled with great people. Well, they're they're not detached. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you have band, bands that are smaller than them and have done less and toured less. And they act like that, assholes. Yeah. They don't want like, oh no, I won't take pictures. Or oh no, I won't sign yeah. unless you pay me. Like, like I've seen bands like who have been around for like a year and like you know they're touring and like good for them for like getting big. But when they're like already doing VIP packages for like eighty or hundred dollars, I'm like, come on, get over yourself. Yeah. Let kids who want to see you meet you. Like, I get that if you're playing a huge festival or something like that, but if you're playing, like, a club show, just meet the kids. Yeah. Just hang out with them. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be the type of artist who's like, oh, well, you can meet me, but only if you buy this piece. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I want to talk to anyone who wants to talk to me about my stupid stuff. Yeah. I love doing it, and I love talking about it. It's like, I love hearing what other people are doing, whether it be artwork, music, or anything creative. I love hearing what people are doing, because it's, have it's you, fascinating. Have you heard of The Damn Things? Oh, Which, yeah. yeah. That fucking record that they put out, yes. Ironic Last, mm-hmm. it's, it's so good. It is. I listen great. to that, like, yeah, at least once or twice a month. Yeah, you got, to, you got to. You got, you got to listen to different things. You yeah. got to listen to fun new things, and it's awesome. But third, what's the third album? Oh, if you had to throw another album. one on there. Yeah. Something that you listen to pretty consistently. Yeah. Oh, God. It's... Uh, what is it? I love Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode is Oh, I fucking definitely. love Depeche Mode. And it's really hard for me to pick a record from them. And so I'm going to take the easy way out and say Greatest Hits by Depeche Mode. Uh, there you go. Because that band... Because you can't really choose a record with that band because almost every record they've done has, yes, had very similar like themes, but like so different musically on each one. Cause they, oh, yeah. Because, you know, they start off with just synths and actually an electronic drum or, like, a drum track playing in the background, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because, like, I watch videos of it. It looked like a giant old, like, camp or um, video um, system for, like, you know, old movie theaters and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just going... Yeah. But, like, now they, like, when they incorporated guitars and, like, you know, the synths, beautiful. They make some of the most beautiful, memorable music you'll ever hear. And, like, that's why I love their greatest hits album like all their albums in general but the greatest hits especially because it just kind of does a great like you know lapse of like rundown of, evolution of them, yeah because they are a band that has evolved and has stayed amazing have you seen them live yet i've never seen them live <laughs> i wish i have not either but i saw i watched a bunch of videos oh, of yeah, their tour yeah. last oh, year yeah. they're insane. fucking amazing and they're all in their 50s yeah and they're also like running around screaming yeah they're great they're they're amazing musicians and they they stay true to the test of time I'd have to say I'd go probably go with Black Celebration for my favorite. That's a good one. DP record. It's understandable. And if I were to pick a fourth band, I'll do two more. Okay. Two oh, more. perfect. Because I the Smiths. 
And oh, I know a lot yeah. of people hate Alan Smith, and I know Morrissey's kind of insane. He's in a mind. polarizing character, he for sure. He's weird as hell, but I love his music, and it's great sad boy stuff, and I love it. Um, so I'm going to say The Queen is Dead for them. Nice. Queen is Dead by the Smiths, very memorable songs, and Franklin and Mr. Shankly is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard, because it's basically about talking to a mugger while you're being mugged. Yeah. And it's hilarious. But, um, and I find myself singing their songs every day, so they're definitely catchy bastards. And if I were to go to a fifth, it would be Black Sabbath, self-titled. Excellent. Because that is a very excellent record, and that's kind of what got me into all that stoner doom metal and oh, yeah. stuff. Because like that's just a gateway. And oh, once that, once you're in the once you discover Black Sabbath, I mean, I think Scott Ian said it before, or and he said, you know, Black Sabbath wrote all the riffs. Everyone else is just copying them after oh, that. Oh yeah, because like you, you know? can only play. <laughs> like you can only play like the yeah. slowest riffs yeah. so many times <laughs> so like after like 30 40 years of that like you know what, what can you expect yeah but um yeah I would say that's definitely my top 5 hell yeah that's a great list thank you uh, wide spanning I like it very so what would you say if you had to name top top 5 movies oh uh, god here we go okay Aliens at the top cause excellent Alien? A- Alien 2. Alien 2. Let's go with Alien okay. 2. Okay. The Marines were such a great idea, and if they just kept on going with that, that's awesome. That's great. If they kept on going with that, that would have been a perfect way to do the whole series. Yeah. But 1 and 2 are great. 2 is the best to me, though. 2 is definitely the best. Yeah, 2 is definitely like a Memorable favorite for sure. Yeah. yeah. Very like awesome like you know shootout scenes with the animals. Michael Bean is still like, oh my god, he's Champion. an amazing man. Champion. But, um, Corporal Hicks. Yes, let me see. For second... I'm going to be kind of a, of a basic dude right now and just kind of name a bunch of, like, you know, well-known horror movies. But, you know, I love the Halloween series. Mm-hmm. I like it more than Friday the 13th, I think, because I know that everyone's like, oh, they're the same. Mm-hmm. But I definitely like uh, Halloween more. Oh, they're completely different. Yeah, they're definitely different, but, like, people always compare them. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, know, for sure. Oh, it's just slashers, but, no, you know, they're fun. Guy with a mask. Oh, yeah, guy with a mask. Yeah. Guy with a knife, but, you know, machetes and chainsaws and axes. They, yeah. they change it up. Yeah. But... Uh, I would say definitely that's my second. And for third movie, I would say um, Nightmare for Christmas. Because that's a movie that definitely yeah. got me into like that whole, like, kind of, it was kind of like a great, great way to get me into creepier stuff. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's for kids. It was still, like, yeah, playful. Like, it, yeah. it was playful and fun, but, like, they're all a bunch of dead people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's funny. So that was definitely my third. First movie I ever saw in theaters. Oh, really? Oh, yep. that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, first one. I don't know if I ever went to the theaters before that, but that was the only, that was you the remember. first memory of yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing a movie. I can't theaters. remember mine, which is terrible. But, <laughs> um, and then if I were to say, I'm on fourth now, right? Yeah. Predator. Yeah. Nice. Again, Predator. Look, the Predator oh, yeah. ones. That's great. <laughs> we have so many Predator figures in our house. Oh, it's insane. We it's have... still like a landmark action film. It's so good. It's so. It's It's great. And I love Arnold so much. Oh, he's, so he's the fucking man. He is so great. Okay, now fifth. Did you listen to the Arnold episode yet? Oh, I haven't. I have to. We I have a, listen to We it. have a Stallone episode, I too. will listen to it. And then fifth, I'm going to go with RoboCop. Oh, of course, yeah. Yes. RoboCop 1. But yeah, I would say that's it. And I know it's kind of like all kind of in like the same area of time. But I would definitely say that because a lot of the new stuff I see that comes out, it just doesn't really make me think, wow, that was super memorable. Or that was like... Yeah. I would, like the Marvel movies, they're all great. But like those movies that I watched back then, they were different. For the times, they were brand new, they were crazy, they were doing stuff no one else was doing. Ah, uh, you know what? I should have added this. Evil Dead, if I were to pick a six. Because mm-hmm. Evil Dead, 
great, great series as a whole. Yes, yeah. I love every one of those. And the new show that they did Asterisk is amazing. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes. It almost of the first beats season. the movies. It's I, so great. Just and I'm not, I'm not huge. I love the Evil Dead. Yeah, I love Evil Dead too, and yeah. I love Army of Darkness. Oh yeah. I went as Ash when I was like 12 years old. Yeah. It was hilarious. When I watched the first few episodes of that first season, I was blown away oh, yeah, how no, good it, it was. It's so good. So good. But um, definitely, I would, that was, those are like my top like movies. Yeah. And then uh, well, what else we got? Let's see. Okay. We'll go with this. All right. Top three artists. Mm. Now, it could be anything. It could be mm. Geiger for doing like alien stuff. Yeah. It could be anything from directors to, to our actual artists. Yes, just straight up artists, whether it be a director, an actor, an author. Alright. Hmm. If I were to go with top artists, and I'm actually gonna go with someone very modern, Bailey Illustrations, because um they're I it's just Bailey online, but like uh, that's what he goes by mm-hmm. on Instagram is Bailey Illustrations. He is a phenomenal artist because he combines like, you know, he makes these like really detailed, like awesome skeletons and then like he combines them with like women and like these beautiful like portraits and stuff like that it's mm. amazing his work's phenomenal and um he he inspired me so much to do like the whole framing thing that i've been doing recently mm-hmm. and like just the skulls in general because i was like okay I, I love skulls let's just draw skulls a lot yeah and like he, watching i like look at his work every time i have his like uh this little booklet he made for october like all of his drawings like i look at that every day i'm just like damn 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 it's great like yeah. everything he does in there is beautiful and then for a second i'm gonna go with mike mignola because he is absolutely phenomenal and the thing i love about him too is he does interviews he's not a pompous asshole yeah he actually like, doesn't hide and he's like going to comic shops and doing interviews with him and his wife they're like a power couple it's oh, that's great. great i love them they're, they're like the, they seem like the chillest people ever and i want to meet him so badly and like his his artwork just inspired me so much to actually do what i do like i just remember like reading those hellboy comics as a kid i was like okay this is so cool how can i do something similar like, yeah you know and that definitely was just kind of a, a point like where I got my ideas for using like limited colors and stuff like that and just like the really hard edges and just dark things in general for the artwork mm-hmm. but um and the way he does his landscapes without even using that much detail in them is amazing to me I don't know how he does it it's fantastic the way he can like basically paint like an entire cemetery behind Hellboy with like only like a few lines and stuff like that yeah. it's insane to me it's, it's amazing and then if I were to pick third oh god this is hard this is actually the hard one because artists are a lot harder because yeah it's a lot more stuff involved with them but um uh who would i go with i'm actually gonna say something that i'm kind of surprised i'm even saying but picasso which is weird because like you know oh, okay. i was never into abstract stuff when i was a kid mm-hmm. but i remember i um i learned about him in school and like i was just like okay this is kind of cool like I- i'm still to this day not really into abstract work but i really like the way he did series how he had like the blue period and like all these different types of time periods where he was using like specific colors and they were beautiful because like there are a lot of paintings he's done that aren't like the crazy abstract stuff like a lot of the work he does is, is amazing mm-hmm. and like he has such a freaking catalog of work it's insane so you can find like so much stuff that you would have never even known about and so I definitely think he had an inspiration as well and just like the way he like made things like look a certain way that was familiar to you but at the same time like it was just a bunch of shapes or it was just a bunch of like random lines that he drew and but it actually isn't like you're looking at like a a bunch of lines that like someone just painted now and like oh it's a bird like no it's not like the way he drew stuff like you could tell like a person was made of like shapes and stuff like that yeah very very unique way of doing so i definitely say he was he was the third so i'd definitely go with that nice so yeah 
Uh, someone to touch on artists, you know, being more down to earth and yeah. accessible to their fa- yeah. to their fans and stuff. Uh, buddy of mine actually met Kevin Eastman. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, and he said he was most regular, normal, down to earth guy. That's great. That's what you want. And you were he he did it like a convention, and he was just like signing stuff. But when you met him, he would do an original Ninja Turtles drawing that's for you. That's amazing. I would. Oh, that'd be amazing. So, like, he told me uh, he got, like, one of, like, Michelangelo. This guy in front of him got one of Michelangelo, like, slouched up against the wall with, like, a can of pizza sauce. That's, like, he was drunk on it. It was, like, amazing. a little burp thing by his face. In my life. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. And I think it's funny that we talk so much about Judge Dredd, and Judge Dredd is right behind you for the anthrax on the law flag. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I need that. That's, that's I found that on eBay randomly. Really? Yeah. Years ago, <laughs> seriously, it is a great place to find stuff. But uh, I think we'll wrap it up. All right. That's all right sounds with you. Sounds good. But uh, tell everyone where they can find you online and any information as far as buying your stuff online, yeah, your shirts okay. or anything like that. So uh, you can find me at uh, Doom underscore Tunes. It's not Tunes like music. It's T O N S, which is like a very common misconception. Yeah, so yeah. That's the way to find it. Uh, I I mainly post on there. I don't really do Facebook anymore, uh, just because Instagram has a bunch better feedback. Uh, I have a website linked to all my products in the page and um, a couple shows just to plug real quick on February 17th I'm doing a show with my buddy Lark Humongous at the Spark Arts Space it's going to be an open market from 12 to 6 tons of great artists going to be awesome and I'm doing my first solo art show March 3rd at Timeless Tattoo oh nice being a part of their first um it's a lowbrow artist series, so uh, I, I think I'm the first one to do it, which is awesome. It's a huge honor, and I can't believe Jamie Santos asked me to do it, so thank you. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a reception from 5 to 9 on March 3rd, so come on out if you can. Thank nice. You. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Uh, thanks for stopping over, and, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully have me on soon. Uh, yes, and uh, maybe after the art show, we'll see how your first art show oh, goes. Oh, yeah, we will be able to do a review of that. Yeah, right? <laughs> see how it goes. All right, man, thanks. Thank you. And that was Charles Beekner of Doom Tunes. Uh, be sure to check him out on Instagram at Doom underscore Tunes. That's T-O-O-N-S. Um, really, uh, really cool young cat. Uh, really uh, nice guy. And uh, we had a lot to talk about, so I'm pretty sure he's going to be uh, f- a frequent guest on this uh, show uh, more and more as the time goes on because we had uh, plenty to talk about. But check him out. You can check us out at HeartGuide Media on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and at HeartGuide Media. Um, you can find us uh, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. That's the way you can listen to this podcast. And uh, give us a follow. Give us a, a like, a review, um, preferably a five stars. And uh, check out all the episodes. We've got so many episodes up now. I think we got over 30 episodes up. Um, and there's going to be plenty more coming. Uh, so uh, spread the word, and thanks to everybody all over the it's, – it's still uh, odd saying it, but all over the world that are listening. I saw we had uh, plays in uh, Japan and in Spain, so shout out to anybody that can decipher all the stupidity that we talk about on this podcast. But uh, shout out to Charles again for coming on and being on the podcast. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun having him on. And uh, – And, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week, and thanks for uh, listening.